Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Um, this is our final episode of 2021, which is crazy to think about. This year has flown by, and this marks six full months now that we've been doing this podcast. We started in July of this year, um, and over the last six months, I've been lucky enough to have a lot of really great conversations with some um just really good people, and I'm excited because today I get to wrap up the year with yet another great guest, and I'm excited to have her here. Um, she's someone who I've known now for probably close to 10 years, honestly, um, and she's also, with this year, 2021, became part of my family, um, so it's a special treat to have her, her here in the studio today, and I'd like to welcome Miss Leah Katina. Leah, thank you for being here. Hello, Josh. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So am I. Um, uh, I know we. I, I've been wanting to have more of my. I call you my sister-in-law to people who, uh, if, if I'm in conversation, I've wanted to have my sisters-in-laws mm-hmm. on, on the show. So I think you're my first one. So I'm. Uh, who? Glad to have you here. And um, just to start off, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to our listeners uh, who might not know who you are, or uh, maybe they do know you, but just a brief introduction of who you are. Absolutely. Well, like Josh said, I'm Leah Katina, Um, recently Katina. I was previously Leah Whalen. Um, I actually just changed my last name like a month ago, so I'm officially Leah Katina. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, I'm married to Jackson. We got married in July um, of this year, so we're going on six months of marriage. Um, I grew up in Franklin, Tennessee, been here basically my whole life, um, 24 years probably. Um, but now I live in Knoxville, um, in Knoxville, Tennessee, which is in East Tennessee, for anyone who doesn't know. And Jackson's going to PT school to get his doctorate in physical therapy. And I'm just working from home and doing the newlywed life and all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, I'm sure we'll get into newlywed life because I'm also experiencing that. And um, yeah, I, I talked about it earlier that so you are from Franklin, just like me. Mm-hmm. And so I knew you, uh, I think I was probably 16 years old when mm-hmm. I met you. Yeah. Um, maybe we can talk about that later. But it, it's funny looking back almost 10 years now, just how from the first time I met you to, to now, how much our relationship has changed yeah. and your relationship to my family has changed. And um, I know everyone in the family is so blessed and, and happy to have you mm. um, as a part of the family. So um, thanks again for being here. And I'll uh, go ahead and get into the meat of the podcast. Um, I know you've listened to a couple of episodes, probably. I've listened to almost all of them, maybe one or two, maybe three, but most of them. Okay, so you're a veteran listener. Mm -hmm. So you know how the podcast works. I have three questions for all of my guests. 
Uh, the first two are things that I'm more interested in. And the third one is more about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So, but to start off, I'll ask you your first one. Um, and this is, this goes back a, a couple of years um, in your life. I know, I'll let you explain it, but I know that you spent a, a chunk of your life at an amusement park. Yes. And I would like to ask you what that experience was like and kind of why you chose to do what you did. And just if you could tell our listeners what you learned from that experience. Yeah, absolutely. So it's true. I did spend, I guess it was five months of my life um, at Walt Disney World in Florida. Um, It was actually the Disney College program or internship. Um, so people from all over the world, you have to be a student. That's the requirement or like a freshly graduated college student. Um, so you have to be a student and it can be anyone all over the world can apply to do this program. And it's basically just like an on the job program. Like you're working in the amusement park in Walt Disney World, um, at one of the four, um, parks at Walt Disney World. So that's uh, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom and Epcot. So you can work in one of the four parks and it's basically just like, it could be any role, you know, you could do merchandise, um, retail, custodial, food and beverage. You could work in one of the resorts, you know, stuff like that. But it has a wide array of different positions that you can have Mm -hmm. basically. Um, But surprisingly, it's actually a pretty rigorous, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like to get into the program is not easy. Um, not to pat myself on the back. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) I think it's actually like, I could be getting this number wrong, but I think it's like 12,000 students apply around the world and about 15 to 20% get in. Um, and they don't just take anybody. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They don't just take anybody. Um, no, but it's super cool because that experience, you get to meet people that you wouldn't ordinarily meet. Mm -hmm. So my closest friends when I um, was in the program were people that were from Spain and Australia and then some that were from Texas, so the United States as well. But I had people from all over that I got to know, which was a really, really cool experience. But I feel like I'm getting off topic. But um, the program was in the fall of 2017. So I was there from August to like early January. So I guess that's four or five months. Um, and actually, I feel like I'm getting off topic again, but actually me and Jackson had just started dating, yeah. like freshly dating. And I was like, well, now I'm moving to Orlando. So yeah. see you later. I remember, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we'd been dating that whole summer though. So it wasn't, it wasn't like we just started dating and then mm-hmm. I flew off, but yeah. So the program was really, really cool. It's one of those things that I always say, I'm so glad I did it, but I don't think I would ever do it again. Mm. It was one of those things where like the experience was really cool. Like I got to work in Walt Disney World every single day and I got to also go to the amusement park for free on my days off all day, every day, you know, just just doing that and then meeting new people and and again, meeting people that you wouldn't ordinarily meet because you're interacting with people from all over the world every single day Mm -hmm. at your position. Mm -hmm. You know, people are coming in and out often on these rides, going through your merchandise store, you know, and you're meeting all these different people. And it's a really cool experience. It really is. Um, And you really do feel like you're part of creating magic for all the guests. It's a big thing for Disney. Yeah, I'd love to ask you, like, 
Because when I think of Disney, I think of like the happiest place on earth mm-hmm. and obviously all the their movies that are a huge part of like our generation's childhood mm-hmm. and pretty much all of America's childhood. And I know that Disney is really good at like staying true to their brand. Mm-hmm. I would like to ask you like when you were, I guess, training or whatever and <clears throat> uh, and starting your program, what kind of things did they teach you on like how to um, like project the Disney brand, mm-hmm. like creating magic and the happiest place on earth? Was it, was that like, I'm sure that was an emphasis at some level. Yes, absolutely. That's a really good question, actually. So like when you first get there, you know, you settle in and then you do something called traditions, which is just, I, I can't remember how many days it was, maybe two or three. And it's like an all day class where they're teaching you like the history of Disney so that you're really well aware of like, the history of Disney, where it came from, where it's going, and like the values that it stands on. So you're well, like, you you understand that pretty well. And then after that, you do a little bit of training that like talks about Disney values. Mm-hmm. And then you train for your actual role that you're going to be at, uh, whatever that might be. Um, so when we did the training for like the values, they really, really, really like hammer into you the four I think they're called, wow, I, they hammered it into me and then I can't remember what they're <laughs> called, but I think they're called the four keys. Okay. I know they're called the four keys, but I don't know if they're the four keys to success or what, or yeah. if they're just the four keys, but, and that is, oh my gosh, you're testing my memory, but that <laughs> is safety, courtesy, show, and oh, etiquette or something, wow. something like that. Remembering that is impressive because... Yeah. But they must have really drilled it in. They do because yeah. they tell you, you know, when you're in the park and you're you're working, like you're on. Like it's like it's a show. Yeah, it's you're not part of the show. Right. You, they're, they call you cast members. Mm-hmm. They don't even call you employees. So, you know, you've got to be on. If you're having a bad day, like there's no such thing as yeah. that. You don't have a bad day. You can't spoil the magic for the guests that mm-hmm. are there. So basically the four keys are number one is safety so no matter what everyone needs to be safe like so regardless of what's going on or you know the magic you're trying to create safety should come first um always and then number two is courtesy so just being courteous to all the Mm -hmm. guests making them feel welcome and loved and appreciated and all those good things and then show is that's when that comes into place oh i just remembered the fourth one i think Okay, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I thought I uh, oh, efficiency. Oh, it's efficiency. Okay, there we go. Um, and then show. So you got to be on. You got to be, yeah. you know, even if you don't actually have a role. Like I wasn't a character, but I still got to be on. It's still got to be a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, efficiency, I guess, doing things quick and to the point because you got thousands and thousands yeah. of guests that you got to get through. So so, so I, was a, I was a business major in college, and I remember um, – I forget which class it was, but we were talking just about how companies establish their culture within their employees. Mm-hmm. And Disney was a company that came up in that conversation. And I actually remember we had um, an executive. We were lucky. We had an executive from Chick-fil-A come into one of our classes. And it was a the class was called uh, Strategic Management. And it was all about business strategy. And... So the class is, is focused on strategy, like strategy, strategy on how to outperform competitors, how to keep up with market trends, all this businessy stuff. Mm-hmm. But the Chick-fil-A executive came in and obviously this is someone who's been very successful in business um, and is a part of a company that 
I think if you've been there, you know that they emphasize their culture. Mm-hmm. And the the first thing he said was, "Culture eats strategy for breakfast." Mm. And so that really stuck with me because it was coming from someone who I felt like they knew what they were talking about. Yeah. And I think about Disney, just the amount of work that goes into establishing a culture and getting to talk to someone who was a part of that culture. It's really interesting to me as someone who I like to think about business and I'd like to start my own business one day. Um, but yeah, Disney is probably the one of the best in the business at like finding their culture and sticking to it. And um, yeah, I think that's really cool that you got to spend time doing that. Mm-hmm um what was it like on a personal level like because you like you mentioned you and and Jackson had just started dating yeah and I remember Jackson um told me you were going to Florida for for like half a year and I was like well are you guys gonna stay together (laughs) (laughs) you you guys just started what was that like starting your relationship and then being long distance like right off the bat yeah no that's funny so Jackson and I met in May of 2017 right and I left for Disney in August So we had that whole summer where we got to know each other and hang out, go on dates, but we weren't official. I mean, we were dating, but we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. And Jackson said the whole summer, he was always saying, you know, I really like you. I want to continue getting to know you and all that good stuff, but I don't think we should make it official because you're about to leave. And it just, I don't, I don't know if he necessarily didn't want to hold me back. I don't know if that's the words he would use, but he wanted me to go and enjoy myself and not, I guess, be worried. I I don't know. But all that to say, we, so we weren't official all summer and I was bummed. I was like, oh, come on. Like I would, (laughs) I just wanted to, let's date. Um, And then August rolls around and our, our, um, dating anniversary is actually August 2nd. So he did end up asking me to be his girlfriend. And then literally I left two weeks later. So it was funny. He was like, ah, just never mind. Let's, let's date. And so we did. Um, But it was honestly, it was hard. Like, I'm not going to say it wasn't hard because it was, it was hard to be away, especially we're so new. And um, I really did miss him. There was a part of me, if I'm totally honest, that was like, well, now I don't want to go. But I'm really glad I did. It was a great experience. And I think that the distance was really, really good for us. Mm. Not necessarily because we hadn't been dating that long, so it's not like we needed to distance ourselves. But I think, not that it's a necessity, but I think it's really good for couples to experience long distance just to kind of see how they handle it, what it's like, and then learning to maybe not depend on each other and kind of be more independent. Um, I think it taught us a lot, and I think that it was really healthy. And then when, you know, he came and visited me, and that was awesome. And I visited home, I think, twice in those five months. And then he visited me once. So I got to see him still. Mm-hmm. And it just taught us really good communication, I feel like. And just we still got to know each other, and we still got to grow our relationship, even though I was like 10 hours away. And then when I was back, it was great. And we were just super excited to officially be in the same state again and really start – I guess, continuing our, continuing our relationship to that next level once yeah. I was back. So it was hard at times, but it was good. Yeah, was I, good. I remember that season because I, I was roommates with Jackson through all of college. So I mm-hmm. remember that it was a, a whole semester, really, that you were gone. And I was single at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jackson was not, obviously. And I just remember, I don't know if we were li- were we living in our the house or were we still at the apart like on campus apartment you moved into that house this semester that i returned so that okay. spring so we were 
so at the time you guys were long distance, Jackson and I were actually sharing a bedroom. Yes, I think so. Okay, yeah. So I remember many nights where Jackson would be on FaceTime with you <laughs> yeah. pretty late or and and I was single, so I wasn't doing any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so I was like, man, Jackson's really he's really committed to this because he's dating a girl who's three states away or whatever and um but it worked out obviously and Mm -hmm. i uh it seems like you uh gained a lot of you know wisdom and experience from from Mm -hmm. your time there so that's really cool but thanks for talking with me about that that's uh i've I've always wanted to ask you because i don't think we've ever really talked in depth about that yeah i don't think we have and uh, I'm sure there's, there has to be at least one person that listens that is thinking about going working at Disney or something like that. So maybe right. you can hear from Miss Leah Katina that she had a good time there. Oh yeah, awesome. Well, um, that's your first question, awesome. and we'll move into our second one. And I'll I was curious. I was wondering what I was going to ask you, thinking about the questions, and I've talked about it earlier in the in the podcast that I've known you for almost 10 years now Mm -hmm. we met in high school we didn't go to the same high school but we knew a lot of the same people we went to rival high schools Mm -hmm. um so we kind of grew up in the same era in the same time and I don't well I do know that you're still in in touch with some of your high school friends oh yeah Mm -hmm. and I'm not really I have one friend from high school who I still talk to on a regular basis the rest of them it's uh it's something if i see them i'll say hi but mm-hmm. i don't really we're, our our relationship i don't really invest into those relationships anymore but i just wanted to ask you because i'm hoping maybe some people from wilco where we went to high school will listen to this episode i wanted to ask you looking back on it's almost been eight years since we graduated That's now crazy looking back on high school I would love to hear what it is. What are some things that you miss about high school? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. What are some things you miss mm-hmm. about high school? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. I did have. Um, I'm blessed to say that I had a really great high school experience. I know that some people don't share that same feeling when they think about high school, um, but it really was. I mean, I don't know if I would. Well, no, I guess I would say. I mean. It was some of the greatest years of my life. There have been many years that have been, you know, better as I've aged and experienced new things. But when I was living it, I really did enjoy high school. And I do think there's there's a few things that like contribute to that. But I would say it was my friends. I feel like people meet their lifelong friends in different stages of their life. Um, maybe some people do it when they're in elementary school. And then a lot of people I feel like might do it in high school like I did and then college or, you know, when they're adults, maybe that's when they meet their lifelong friends. But I feel like I found most of my lifelong friends when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I'm really fortunate to say that um, I think almost all of my like best friends are from high school, except Alexis, I think, wow. except Josh's wife, Alexis. <laughs> I mean, and then I have also just great friends, but I'm talking about like my bridesmaids, like the core friends. Yeah. I think they were all from high school, except Alexis. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's what contributed to such a great four years. And then I would also say um, the town I lived in, I'm really blessed to have grown up in Franklin. I think that had a lot to do with it as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is that I love so much about high school, but I guess I would just attribute it to my friends. Yeah, yeah. the people. Yeah, I would say yeah. that. I. I've talked to um, a few people just throughout my life. This conversation doesn't have a, happen a lot, but 
I've talked to some people who went to high school, grew up outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. And th- what, something that's consistent about those conversations is they always ask me about is, is American high school like what it's, is it like what it's like in the movies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think to some, like they dr- like exaggerate it obviously in the movies and, and sensationalize it. But there are some things that are, I would say, accurately represented but I do think like American public high school is a pretty unique experience yeah. that I didn't realize it was as unique as it was at the time. But looking back on it, um, it's something that I'm thankful. I, I'm thankful I went to school where I did and, and got the experience that I did. Obviously, I, like I said, I, I really only have one friend from high school that I still keep in touch with. A lot of my close friends now are people that I went to college with. Right, right. Um, but... Yeah, so going back to high school, I would love I would love for you to tell the story or tell how you and I met. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, I might be wrong in how we actually like officially met. Like I so okay, so in high school I was really good friends with Callie, which is Josh's cousin uh-huh. and Jackson's cousin. Um and so we were best friends in high school and we still are, but um that's where we started becoming friends. And so I'm assuming maybe we met like through Callie maybe i don't remember like maybe in passing maybe this my cousin josh or whatever but But i know for a fact where we became friends and like started to actually know each other was our well at least it was my first job was it your first job yeah yeah my first first, yeah first real job at culver's in cool springs and josh um you you worked in the kitchen uh-huh. and then i worked in the like the front of the house so i was either at the cash register the drive-thru or the custard machine yeah. <laughs> and so josh and i worked there i was 16 were you 16 yeah i well i remember this because i had just yeah i was 16 because i had just gotten my driver's license mm-hmm. so i was able to drive to work mm-hmm. so that was kind of like well i can drive now so i'm gonna get a job because since i can right. get to it so yeah, so we worked at Culver's together, and I don't know fully what your experience was there. I actually liked working there. I really did. Um, the pay wasn't great, and it wasn't like a long-lasting job, but I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was a good job, a good first job, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah. yeah, I guess we just started, maybe we knew the connection of Cali, so we kind of yeah. talked about that. I don't really know. I think it just happened probably organically, but yeah, I think that... We just met there, and then from then on, we've been friends. Yeah, I, I remember Culver's. So, like you, was my first real job, and I was working in the kitchen, like you said. And I remember I got my first paycheck after <laughs> working two weeks or whatever, and I think it was like 150 bucks or something right, like right. that, which... For a 16-year-old, you don't really need a lot of money at that point. But I was like, wow, I feel like I worked for work. I feel like I should have gotten paid more than I just did. But uh, honestly, it was a good experience for me to realize just what working is like. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I guess it it eventually taught me, like, I don't want to work in a fast food (laughs) restaurant anymore. Right. Because shortly, I think I worked, you worked there much longer than I did. I was there for, like, three or four months. Oh, was that it? Yeah, I didn't last very long. I was there, like, a year and a half. (laughs) Yeah, you were there. Well, the reason, because we started working in the summer. I remember Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And then working in the summer was fine, because I didn't really have a lot to do anyways. But then 
once school started, I could only work either weekends or after school. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to work on the weekends. I wanted to just (laughs) hang out. So I decided, okay, I'll try and get all my shifts after school. And so I would start like at 4 p.m. or 3 p.m. and work till 10 and then close. And um, I didn't like doing that because I would get home at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night and still have homework and um yeah so it it didn't take much of that for me to be like okay I'm not doing this anymore yeah and and it was shortly after that I started my the way I made money then was mowing lawns for the rest of like high school and even my first year of college when I was still here for a community college I was mowing lawns and um but I am thankful for for that experience at Culver's because it taught me you know what it's like to work for somebody else Mm -hmm. and uh taught me that you know, if you want to make more money, you probably you have to put in more work and all that stuff. So right, yeah, but yeah, that's how we met. So I wanted to at least get that out there for people <laughs> to know. And we went years and years, and then without really seeing each other, and yeah. then all of a sudden you were dating my cousin. I know, <laughs> isn't that weird? Yeah. That's so funny. Well, yeah, yeah I, I wanted to talk about high school with you just because we kind of grew up in in the same high school environment and. Hopefully people from Williamson County will listen to this episode and hello everyone. We're, <laughs> we're almost at our 10 year uh, graduation that anniversary, so which is crazy. Yeah. This May will be eight years for me. Wow. Yeah. You too. Wait, you, when you graduated? Were you? Yeah. 2014. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Time flies. All right. Well, those are your two questions. Wow. Um, first two questions. You have one more question right. left. And as a listener of the podcast, you know what it's going to be. So I'll just ask it. What's going on at home? What is going on at home? Well, like I mentioned, um, Jackson and I got married in July. So um, we are newlyweds. Um, when I was, I, so I knew you were going to ask this question. Mm-hmm. So I was reflecting a little bit, I will admit, um, on my way over here, thinking about what I was going to say. And I thought my answer was going to be like, oh, you know, like just going through a lot of transitions, getting married, moving uh, cities, and, you know, Jackson starting a new uh, doctorate program and all this stuff. And it just felt like maybe my answer was going to be that. But I actually think the word I would use would be settling. Mm-hmm. Because I actually don't think we're in transition anymore. I think we're kind of getting the hang of it. I mean, I know we're only six months in and we've only been living in Knoxville for six months, but it finally feels like home. It feels like we've got a grasp on kind of where we're at, the season that we're in and kind of feel like we, you know, we got the hang of this. And for a while, Knoxville didn't really feel like home. Um, it felt good. You know, we were excited to move. We were super excited for the the new experience, the new adventure and all that stuff, but it didn't feel like home, Franklin still, and Franklin will always be home yeah. for me. But um, now I do feel like that is that is my home mm-hmm. with Jackson and our little apartment that we love. And we love doing life together and just experiencing the mundane day to day. It's super fun for us. So I would say that we actually are in a season of, of getting settled and feeling like we're making our home home. Yeah. And feeling comfortable and just just happy. I think for a lot of my life, I have been waiting for the next thing, yeah. waiting to get engaged, waiting to get married, waiting to get my own home with my husband and do all these different things. And now I feel like I'm there, mm. and I'm just I'm just chilling. 
and life is good and we're really, really blessed. We're really fortunate. Jackson and I have amazing families. Um, we're blessed with three sets of parents that really support us and love us well and have been helping us during this new time, this new season. And we feel like we have our feet solid in the ground now. And it's been really exciting and it's been really fun. And I just feel like we're in a season of feeling super, super blessed, like overwhelmingly blessed. Yeah. So I would say that's that's what's going on at home. Yeah, I think what you said, I think you said something really profound actually about how you feel like for a long time you've been in a season of waiting, mm-hmm. anticipating the next big step in your life. And I think just your age and my age as well, there's a lot of that going on. It's mm-hmm. I'm going to graduate high school. Where am I going to go to college? Mm-hmm. What, who am, am I going to meet someone that I'm going to get married to? All that stuff, which is all great. Um, but eventually, like you said, now you feel like, well, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. And to some people, in a way, that's really good. But I think also there's challenges that come with that because it's I've experienced that as well. And I would say, at least for me, and maybe you don't feel like this, but maybe you do. For me, it's like there's not a lot of direction in mm-hmm. in my life right now. Um, I guess it's more like the direction of my life is is really more up to me than it ever has been before. And so I'd love to ask you, like, now that you've transitioned to moving to a new city, you're working, Jackson's in school, like, where do you find direction mm-hmm. and, and um, I guess purpose is the word that I'm, I'm looking for, but like, how do you find direction in your life right now? Yeah, no, that's really good. That's actually something that I feel like I've been struggling with. Mm. Um, it's something that I actually have talked to Jackson about a lot recently. And there have been times where it's tearful conversations of like, what, what is my purpose? Like, what am I doing? I, I feel like I'm so proud of Jackson and the things that he's doing. And he's, you know, about to be a doctor. Well, in like a year, he'll be mm. a doctor. And, you know, he's going after what he knows he wants to do in life. And I think that that's super awesome. And I kind of feel like I'm in this season of, I do feel very blessed. I do feel like um, I'm settled and happy, but I do feel like what's next. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said, like growing up, you always had this structure. You, you know, you went to school because that's what you did. Then, you know, you get married because that's what, what, you know, whatever. There's always that, that structure that you kind of feel like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing and there's help along the way. And right now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm happily married. I'm in a new city. I'm in a home that I love. And what do I want to do that gives me purpose? And I've really been trying to find that. Mm-hmm. Even even in just like little things, like what, what's a hobby that I could be yeah. really good at or maybe not even good at, but just enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I've been talking a lot with Jackson, my husband, about. I've been, you know, you know, what do you think is something that I would be good at? Should I do this or should I do that? And I am trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I think too, that it's been something that I've had to be very prayerful about because I can get very frustrated with feeling like, and this is, this is an extreme thought, but I truly have had it where I'm like, if I were to leave the earth and go to heaven tomorrow, like what kind of impact do I feel like I made? Mm -hmm. And I want to feel like I made, made a good one or a strong one or a meaningful one. And so I have been trying to find what what is my purpose and i think something that i've thought is that i think one of my purposes in life 
along with, you know, I think everyone has many purposes or many things that they can do and accomplish. And I think one of mine is that I want to definitely be a mom. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm going to have a lot of purpose and value and in like caring for my children and bringing them up to be good people and people that love well. And I think that that is something that I'm going to find a lot of my fulfillment in. So I do feel like I'm in another waiting game of being like, okay, well, I'm not, you know, in the spot in my life where I want to have children at this very moment. Um, So maybe one day when, you know, when I eventually can have children, I'll feel like that purpose. And so I guess in a way I still do feel that waiting game a little bit. Well, I wasn't going to bring this up, but since you did, (laughs) I would like to talk to you a little bit about what motherhood means to you, Mm -hmm. because this is kind of boring to talk about, but I recently read an article talking about how um, like the birth rates in our generation are going down. A Mm -hmm. lot more women are choosing not to have children, men and women, but the women are choosing not to be mothers. (laughs) For, for whatever reason. And um, I feel like sometimes the conversation about women having, women having children gets a little like weird or dicey because there's some people feel like there's implications of like, well, women, their, perp- their only reason mm-hmm. they're here is to, is to be a mother, which I don't think is true at all. Um, but it is definitely a a part of being a woman, I would say for, for, for many women. And I would love to talk to you about like, when you think about the possibility of being a mother one day, like what, what about it is enticing to you? Mm -hmm. What about that excites you? Because I'm sure there's a lot of women who listen, who either have kids or want to have kids and maybe feel the same way that you do. And I would love to just hear from your perspective, like what, what is it about kids that excites you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, I would say that I take, well, I'm not a mother, but I take being a mother like very seriously. I think that it's a really high honor. And I feel like for me, I want to be, and I know it's always just the Lord's will whenever, you know, you're going to have a baby. It's it's up to him. It's not really up to you. But I definitely want to be in a good place where I feel like I'm ready to bring a child into the world and raise them to be the person that they're destined to be. Um, I think that there is so much beauty and being being a parent in general, a dad and a mom, but specifically a mother, thinking about carrying a child in in your inside your body. That that to me is just crazy. I'm have I have a few friends that recently just had a baby. And when you actually think about what that is, mm-hmm. You're, you're caring for that child for nine months and then you're bringing them into the world. And I think that there really is nothing more beautiful than that. And just the bond that you'll have with that baby and then being able to, to, to just raise them to, I feel like I've already said this, but just raise them to be good, loving people who can change the world yeah. and can impact the world in, in some way, big or small. But I just think there's so much value and beauty in that and i would love to be able to to be a mother yeah. and to be able to do that yeah i think so alexis and i we're not planning on having kids anytime soon but we've had the conversation about it and one of the things that i think about is how for the majority of people 
there's no one that impacts your life more than your parents. Mm-hmm. There's no one that shapes you more uh, just for for who you are going to become as a person than your parents mm-hmm. for most people. And that kind of scares me yeah. when I think about yeah. it because like I uh, when I went through premarital counseling counseling with Alexis, we there was a few times where we had conversations about our childhood and things that happened in our childhood. And we both had, we both have great parents and great relationships with our parents, but uh, no one's childhood is perfect. And just spending time actually thinking about the things that I experienced as a child and how they shape me now, even today, even often in a subconscious way, like ways that I don't actually understand it's it's kind of scary to think about me having my own children and like having that responsibility Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's scary that's all I really had to say about it no I I totally agree it is scary and that's kind of what I was I didn't want to say like I'm not having kids right now because you never know (laughs) you never know what will happen but that's why I feel like I'm, I'm wait, we're waiting, not yeah. I'm waiting. We are waiting yeah. to have kids because it is scary and you want to feel prepared and you want to feel like you're ready to raise somebody in this world. Yeah. The one thing that encourages me when I think about that is knowing from my own experience, like the older that I get, the more grace I have for my own parents. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because yeah, I just understand more and more like the unbelievably complicated challenge of like raising a child and like life is just messy and there's not really unfortunately we're not given like a direct uh, an owner's manual right. on how to do it you, yeah uh, i feel like a lot of us are just winging it most of the time and so i have more grace for my parents now than i ever have and the older I, i'm sure whenever i do have kids i'll have an even greater understanding of of what they went through and be more thankful for uh the way that they raised me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Same with my parents. I have amazing parents and Jackson has amazing parents that raised us well and, and definitely did the best they could. But I would say, cause you kind of talked about premarital counseling. So it made me think of this. I would say most of Jackson and or mine and Jackson's arguments lie around the way we were raised. Mm. And it's, it's just interesting how that pans out because you don't really think, or I didn't think that that would be a thing, right? Yeah. But just like, li- and it's just little things, you know, little bickering or whatever. And it always boils down to the different ways that we were raised and how that affects us even now as tw- mid-20s. Totally. I totally, I know exactly what you're talking about because there's, there's totally different ways. Like uh, one of the first like little disagreements that Alexis and I had after getting married was how to make the bed. <laughs> right, yeah. And I didn't realize that there's more than one way <laughs> right. to make a bed. <laughs> right. And so uh, I remember Alexis telling me like, why are you doing that with the pillows? And I said, <laughs> what are you talking about? And she said, they need to go like this. They don't go like that. And I said, well, since I was five years old and started <laughs> making my bed, this is how my parents taught me to do it. And and there's a lot of things like that, little things, but also some more significant things. And mm-hmm. uh, we're both early on in the in our marriages, so I'm sure yep. there's more of that to come. But yep. um, that's interesting. I'm glad to know we're not the only ones no, that are experiencing alone. that. <laughs> um, well, I'll kind of pivot to a little bit of a different question. And uh, this might be our last question, depending on how much time we have left. But 
if I know you and Jackson as well as I think I do, I know that you two both love being with friends Mm -hmm. and you're two really good friends from, uh, from my experience. (laughs) And I know that you guys four or five months ago moved to a new city where you didn't know a lot of people. And I'd like to ask you like, what's it like being away from your core group of friends and trying to make new friends? How has that gone for you? And what are some of the challenges that you've experienced with that? Yeah, that's actually been really hard for me. I'll be honest. Um, And Jackson can attest to that. There are many times (laughs) where I'll just be like, I have no friends Mm. here because friends are really important to me. And something that I say to Jackson, which isn't fair to say, but I'm like, I don't want to make any new friends. Mm. I just want my friends. Mm -hmm. So that's been kind of hard for me because, and and I really don't have a great outlet to make new friends either because I work from home. So, you know, I'm not going in the office and interacting with people and, you know, going to dinner with them after we get off work or whatever it might be because I'm just at home. Um, So that's been a little challenging. Um, Jackson's great at making friends. He's in school. So, and, and his school is mostly virtual. But there are a group of kids that are in Knoxville, or kids, why did I say kids, (laughs) 20-somethings, that his classmates that are in Knoxville. So we see those those people. Um, We actually do weekly trivia night with um, some of his classmates um, at just like a local restaurant bar in Knoxville. So we do that, and that's how we get some interaction. And then we have a few friends that we've made, and they're all from his school. So thankfully, he has that outlet for us to make friends. Because other than that, <laughs> I don't know how I would make friends. Yeah. But it, it has been it has been hard. I've been home a lot, though, or I've been to Franklin a lot. And I do get to see my friends, which is good for me. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was just curious about that because I know for me, I live in the place I grew up. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to make friends. I don't yeah. think I've made like a new friend really since I graduated college, if yeah. I'm being honest. And I guess I haven't really, I, I haven't been trying that hard just because, you know, I feel like the last year of my life was just like preparing for my wedding. And mm-hmm. then, then I got married and it's like learning how to be married. So friends haven't really been like high on my list of priorities, but I, they are important. Having those relationships are important to me. And, um, I know that it's important to you. So I was curious just how that's going. And um, I I often think about like how thankful I am that I met Alexis when I did. Yeah. Because as hard as it is to like meet new friends, I can't imagine trying to meet like trying to date right, right now at this point in my life. And I know there's plenty of people out there who are doing it. So salute to you guys. Absolutely. It, I think it would be really hard. Yeah, it is really hard to... I mean, obviously I'm not dating, but like really hard to just meet people in general at this age. I don't know what it is. I guess there's not, you know, we're not in school anymore. That's really how you made friends, right? Like growing up, you had to go to school and you would interact with kids and then you would make friends. And, and yeah, and like, I already said this, but I just have such great friends already that I'm like, I don't want to start over and make all new friends. And I don't know. It also feels like at this point, at like this season of my life, my focus there's i would have a hard time putting much of my focus on dating like Mm -hmm. because i'm trying to you know figure out 
where I want to live and what I want to do for work and how am I going to make money and do I want to buy a house? Do I want to get a dog? And all right. these things are right. higher on my list. But yeah, I just think about that and I'm thankful that I met Alexis in college and I don't have to date right now. I know. Um, well, I think we have, yeah, we have a little bit of time left and I wasn't planning on asking you this. It's complete. Ask. It's completely <laughs> random uh, or completely off subject, but a few listeners of our pod of this podcast have commented about this conversation that has come up a few times in the podcast, but it hasn't come up for a while. And I'm pretty sure it did come up when I was uh, recording with your husband, with Jackson. So I would love... It's about aliens. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long time since we've done it. And so I'd love to refresh it and just ask you to finish off. Do you believe in aliens? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was like, actually thought you might ask that. And then I was like, there's no way he'll ask me. (laughs) Great. Um, Yeah, I would say... Okay, so I feel like I'm, and this might be a bad thing about me. I feel like I'm the type of person that doesn't care. Oh. Like, I just am like, if there's aliens, there's aliens. If there's not, there's not. I'm still me, and I'm still going to live the way that I oh, do, um, which is probably not a good thing. I would say yes if I, I don't do research on this. I don't keep tabs on the latest with UFOs or yeah. life outside of Earth. But I would say I would say yes. I would assume that there's gotta be no way that we're the only living creatures on or what am i trying to say like the only living creatures are on earth like that seems unlikely to me um with how big space and galaxy and all the all that so i would say yeah probably there are (laughs) i don't know too much about it and i don't keep tabs on it and if there are aliens let me know but I'm cool either way. Awesome. Well, I'll take that as one point for the believers out there. Um, yeah, I love think I love asking people if they believe in aliens or not. We I haven't done it in a while, so. And you do you do think that there are right? Yeah, yeah. I do. I think, of uh, I'm kind of in the same uh, boat as you. I think it's it's more unlikely that there's no that we're the only life than right than it's not. So. Yeah, that's the alien conversation for Welcome Home with the Katinas, probably for the next few months. But I just wanted to bring it up. I had the conversation with Uncle Yeti not too long ago, and he's pretty adamant that there's no aliens. It's just he us. said there's no aliens. Yeah, uh, I listened to his podcast. I didn't remember that. Yeah, I I like picking his brain about it because um, he he believes pretty strongly, and so and I respect that he has the right to believe that. But Absolutely. I think he's wrong. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your time, Leah. Um, I really enjoyed this, and I'm excited because we're going to eat Mexican food now. With we are. Jackson and uh, Alexis, and I think Eli and Amelia are coming with us too. So I'm going to end the show here so we can go get some tacos. But Sounds good. To everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.